Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Clutch Picks Against the Spread. Week three coming at you. Week two, a little bit better than week one. Still out for some revenge. I lost my lock. Jason lost his, but Nico and Jock clutched up. So right now, it's a clean slate. Everybody's one and one. I was all over the Dolphins, plus three and a half, all over the Dolphins' money line. Thank God Tua decided to turn in to a great quarterback in the fourth quarter and make me some money. Jock, how was your week? No, my week was all right. Started on Saturday, came out. That App State game was electric. I needed that Hail Mary at the end. My blood pressure was through the roof. Apple Watch was telling me to sit down. Uh, And then Sunday, it all went to shit on the Bengals. Monday, bounced back with the lock of the week. We had a, sensa- a sensational week on TikTok. We we got almost 500 <laughs> views. Yeah. Wow, thank God. Thank God for the reminder that Charles needs to do pretty much a death penalty. He oh. lost his, his anytime touchdown Austin Eckler play, and we are going to make him do what we choose, and it will be posted on TikTok within the next week. So thank you for reminding me, Jock, about the whole um, how your time was. Nico, sometimes I regret having you as a friend, but that's true. That is true, and, and we are ready to make some, some real content. Okay, Nico, how was your week? My week was good. I had um I was I was decently heavy on Dolphins plus four and a half. Almost talked myself out of it because I was scared. It was a three and a half, four and a half, whatever it was. I was scared of that hook. So it must have been three and a half. And um I had the over in the Washington Lions game, which actually almost hit sixty points. So yeah, I got it at forty eight and a half. So that was a that was an easy no sweat for me. So I had a good week. Jason, I know you're a happy man. Those fucking Dolphins, man. That was a good game. Yeah, that was like the highlight of the past five football seasons for me right there. That was <laughs> awesome. Better than the Miami Miracle. But in terms of gambling, you know, Saturday had a nice little day. I don't normally bet college, but I hit the 100% profit boost on DraftKings, which was awesome. And then actually, I, I pretty much got killed on the Bengals, but a couple teasers and anytime touchdown scores ended up saving my day. I might have went even maybe up a couple dollars, if anything. It was a push for the weekend, but great entertaining games to watch this weekend. What, you know, Arizona having to come back, the Jets would have come back, and Miami would have come back. Looking forward to week three. Perfect. So we're going to do something a little different for this week. Normally we run through every single game on the slate. I know it's tedious. There's always some shitball games. So instead of doing that, we're going to flip the script a little bit. Today we have a couple guests coming in from all over gambling spaces on Twitter, Instagram, basically all over the social media gambling spaces, and they're going to go through their picks, and then we are going to give you our thoughts. And after we get those guys through, then we'll give you our locks of the week. Be sure to stay tuned. we got a lot of really cool guests coming on, bringing some great energy. So without further ado, our first guest of the week is Professor Props from PMF Picks. We got a good one here. I kind of like it. We have Dallas at the Giants, Dallas Cowboys. Right now, Giants are minus two and a half. Over under is set at 39 and a half. Professor Prop, what do you got? Run us through it. Yes, sir. So the reason I picked 39 and a half, first, I look back at the last five matchups they had together. Three of the last five over was hit. For the last five, 42 plus points was scored total. That's one. Two, I know that both defenses have been like pretty good recently. You know, the Cowboys gave up one touchdown against the Bucks, two touchdowns against the Bengals. I think that at home, the Giants can at least score 20 points and the Cowboys offense should continue to progress week by week. Right now, the Giants are averaging 20 points per game and the Cowboys are looking pretty bad at 11 points. But I heard little sources that Michael Gallup might come back. So hopefully it gives um, Cowboys offense some more weapons. 
and they can put some more points on the board. I don't care if they win. I just hope they lose. This is my over the hit. I really like this too. It's kind of a sneaky play. It's a low yeah. number. So, yeah. you know, you, like you said, you're, you're already, Giants are already averaging 21 points a game. Right. I mean, Cowboys get two touchdowns and you're well within range there. Anything could happen. So I, right. I kind of like this. It's, it's sneaky. It's, it's not something that I would usually play. So it's definitely something I'm going to pay attention to and, and potentially throw some, throw some money on. Professor Prop, I got to say, as our first guest ever on this podcast, that was an incredible analytic breakdown. <laughs> and it is, I know it, it, it gets a little nerve wracking getting on the show for the first time, but as our first guest, I want to give props. You know, I think, I think I'm going to tail you here because Cooper Rush kind of played like a Hall of Famer for a backup quarterback in his first start. And I'm not expecting that. I think the Giants could turn him over. You know, a, a pick six in the second half could could hit this over for you. Right. Um, and you came on here and you knocked your shit out of the park. You made it sound good. And you're an Eagles fan, so you follow this division. Yes, sir. So I trust you on this pick. You made it convincing. I'll tell you, and if it loses, you'll never be back on this show again. <laughs> and if it wins, we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, anything over 40 points, the weather is obviously going to be good. Where's this game at? Is it in New York or in Dallas? New York. I mean, the weather's gonna, it's not gonna be super windy. It's not gonna be like a monsoon. Anything over 39.5, 40 points in any NFL game is a must take. I love this play too. I'm gonna go with Donder here. I, I just, I know it's oh. a divisional matchup. <laughs> These teams are very familiar with one another, and the Cowboys have a top-five defense in the entire NFL. They have young offensive tackles. Micah Parsons is going to just have Cooper Rush shaking in his boots the whole game. And the Cowboys' run game hasn't necessarily found its rhythm yet. I just can't see this game going over, or me even thinking that it's going to go over. And, uh, you know, Brian Dables had the Giants playing well, but they're a bad football team. Everybody knows it, and it's kind of going to show up this weekend on Monday night, and the Cowboys are going to win but it's going to be a low-scoring slugfest NFC East game. Go get them, Professor Prop. Go get them. Defend yeah, your pick. I like the win. I like the Cowboys win. I like that a lot. But the reason why I also took it is because both defenses are giving up 18 points per game. All needs a field goal here and there, you know, bump that score below higher. Like I said before, the last four to five matchups have been 42-plus. So I know they know each other pretty well. Giants offense finally looking good. We'll see how Daniel Jones, you know, does this week at home. And it's the Cowboys' first game away at the first two weeks they're at home, too. It's also a good thing to consider. The Cowboys, they played Tampa Bay week one, Tom Brady the go. Really good weapons on that team. And then week two, you just watch them shut down the Bengals. Yeah. And the Giants, they just don't have remotely close to the type of playmakers they have. I mean, maybe you're right. I just I just don't see it happening. Cowboys are good on defense. Now, Professor Prop, I'm a, I got to ask you this question here. How reliant are you – on Daniel Jones' legs. Do you think he could be able to escape the pocket? If Micah Parsons is going to be breathing down his ass crack all night, he's got to be yeah. able to scoot out of there and make shit happen. So we all seen Daniel Jones, you know, make his little escape out the pocket the last two years. The one time, you know, almost took it to the house. He tripped over his own self. Yeah. I feel like Daniel Jones is, he's not as mobile as all of them, but he can get the job done of escaping the pocket and at least stepping up and getting the ball downfield. He got Saquon. He got Tony underneath, make some work happen. Michael Parsons can't do everything, you know, so he can't get there. Yeah. You know, the tight end chip block him, has Saquon help a little bit. But if, as long as you get the ball out fast and he's aware of his pocket and he can step up and, you know, get a little five yards here and there is all we kind of need. We don't need him to be Lamar and take his 60 yards. Love that analysis. 
every time you open your mouth, it kind of gives me chills. <laughs> all right, Professor Prop. Well, thank you very much for hopping in here. We'll put all your handles down below. So everybody listening here, be sure to check them out. Give them a like, give them a follow. Thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it. And I'll be watching this game now specifically yeah. for this. Yes, sir. Tune in. Thanks for having me. All right, so just so anybody who doesn't know, this is our boy Billy Kochik from NEPA Picks. How we doing, folks? How we doing? It's an honor to be here. A legend in the Valley. Had to get him on here. So, Bill, without further ado, I know you're in a rush, so we're going to run through this, get you back on schedule here. Kind of a cheeky play again. I, I love these guest call-ins so far. This one I'm actually really looking forward to. I think it's a great play. We got Falcons at Seattle, the Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not even going to read the over-under, not going to read the spread. I love this play. Go ahead. What do you got? So here's my thought process, right? They got a lucky cover last week with that muffed punt, whatever the fuck went on there. That shit to bed bad. I think the Falcons, they had two tough matchups at the beginning of the year. This week, I'm telling you, their offense is underrated. I really like Drake London this year. I, I He is going to put on a show. He's putting on a show. I think he's going to – I also think – He's going to be offensive rookie of the year. That's my my little pick for that. Also, I wow. I'm huge on the Falcons. Huge on the Falcons for this one. And not only that, the Seahawks are only averaging 234 and a half, I think, yards a game too. So I mean, I think the Falcons' defense is formidable enough for them to pull off the win for this week. I think you should bet big on the spread. They're plus two, maybe plus two and a half right now, and then sprinkle the money line a little bit too. I don't know how often you listen to our show, but there's a V word that I absolutely love when it comes down to games like this. The fucking value on the money line is second to none. You're giving me plus money on a a single score, a field goal game. Absolutely. I think if they cover, they win. So I'm going to sprinkle money line. Also, I am going to read the over under here because it's 42 and I kind of love the under. I don't think the Seahawks are going to put up a lot of points here. I can see the Falcons putting up 28, but I doubt, I doubt the Seahawks get more than 10 points, 14 points. So. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the under. Love the Falcons play. Only play I'd take in this if I had to. The value's through the roof. Hell yeah. Absolutely, brother. Now, I got I to gotta chime in here because we usually call Billy, Billy, and, and I feel like I got to call him William because, my fucking God, are you looking handsome. I appreciate it, my over, man. Comb <laughs> over. What is Big. that, a sweater? Oh, yeah. Q's it, baby. It's in season still. It, it's We're in back. season. And he comes with a great pick. And honestly... It was going to be my lock of the week, but I wanted to give it to Billy. It's a great pick. It's, it's just, going to hit. It's so it, good. It's it, so good. It's set in stone. You come in here, knock this shit out of the park. I, I love you even more for coming love in you here too, and saying, saying Falcons. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like the Falcons here too. Also, Corey, the under is a huge play. I yeah. That's probably going to be one of my max plays too. I don't. I see Seattle scoring maybe 14. It's going to be a good probably 21-14 game, and that's it. So. I'm heavy on the un- under and sprinkle the money line. Hell yeah. I also love Atlanta. I think the Twin Towers oh, no. with Drake London. Drake London and Kyle Pitts, man. I mean, you got Different. some great, great guys to throw the ball to. Marcus Mariota hasn't been really uh, turnover prone. He's an accurate quarterback. And Seattle's awful. I think Atlanta, they're a little underrated. Obviously, they're going to be picking in the beginning of the draft next year. But, you know, they play tough. They fought hard against the Rams. And I think they're going to ultimately win the game outright against Seattle. 
And you I know, thought I, they're gonna be a lot worse too. I thought the Falcons would be a lot worse than they actually same, are. I mean, same. But, I mean, they're 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 really impressing. Arthur Smith's doing a great job so far. So I watch Atlanta Week One against the Saints, and they could move the ball a little bit. You know, if they get to leaning on guys and they could run the ball, they could be dangerous. I mean, they they blew a pretty nice lead, but you know they were getting what they wanted on the ground, and it it opens up things for Mariota and and, and like you said, Drake London. If you get him in space, they'll be all right. And Jason said that Seattle team's fucking terrible. So <laughs> they, they had a, they had a fluke ass game versus the Broncos. Yeah. The Broncos are not ready yet at all either. They had a fluke ass game, and I don't think Seattle is probably going to win wait too many more games though. So Billy, I would expect nothing less for you to come in here and knock this shit out of the park. A hammercock yeah. play. I'm telling you, this yeah. is for all. Like like if if I could put a mortgage on this, I would. No joke. Holy Dude, fuck! That's what scares no me though. Joke. Whenever whenever you feel this good about a play. You have to be somewhat it's scary. skeptical. It's scary. You have to be. Absolutely. Oh, fuck. It's reminded me here. of the Bengals last week, and it just fucking back. Oh. Yeah, Bill, how I about mean, this? Before tough. before Dak got hurt, Jay got the Bengals at plus money on the money line, and then they still fucking lost to Cooper Rush. <laughs> oh, they still my lost to Cooper Rush. <laughs> you know what? Actually, one more thing. If you guys haven't live betting this year, there's some money to be made. Tell us your theory. So I like I know all day I spent watching the Jets and the Dolphins game I had on Red Zone. My friend Nick, he's a Jets fan, chirping in my ear. He's telling me to bet live. I bet it, and then the odds went up more. I'm like, fuck it, I'm I am gonna hammer it again. Did the same for the Dolphins. Paid off dividends. Holy dividends. Fuck. We gotta get your boys on here. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe we do a live stream with with Nipa picks. That would be fantastic. Uh, our record right now, it's not looking too hot. I, I, yeah, I saw that today. I will not lie to you. I will not <laughs> lie to you. It's not looking too hot, but I'm telling you, we got some young stars in there that are ready to make some units. I'm telling yeah. you. You're That's building okay. the farm. Absolutely. I'm sure you can Absolutely. check our action network right now. We're in the same boat. You know, first two weeks, <laughs> we're still figuring everything out, okay? We Definitely. understand. Maybe a collab card's due, and, uh, and I'm sure we could get some, some money rolling, so. Um, oh, yeah. Other than that, we're gonna have all your all your tags below, so be sure to check out Nipa picks, check out Billy and Bill. Thanks for coming on. I know you got to run, so we won't hold you up any longer. Of course, man. Thank Cheers. you so much. Good job, Bill. Cheers, you brother. Guys. I appreciate it. Peace Later, out, Bill. Good seeing you, man. You as well. Thank you. All right. So for our second to last guest this week, we have our good friend. You've heard him before, David Simpson. David, how you doing, pal? What's up, guys? It's so good to be back with the most bangable group in the back mountain tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Before anything else, let's run you through your game before we start bullshitting. Right now, we have Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. The line opened up at four, four and a half. It has since moved to six and a half. Dave, we know what you got. Over-unders at 47. Give us your rundown. Well, as a betting man like everybody else on the pod... I think it's free money at six and a half for sure. Four and a half to steal. I can't believe it even opened up at that. We're going to take six and a half though. Carson Wentz is the most mental midget quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> and everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. You're playing your old team. You got a bunch of guys on that defense who are veterans who are on the team with him who are going to be all up in his grill because they got a new cat in town, a quarterback in Philadelphia. His name's Jalen Hurts. He wears number one. He's a captain of the team, and he's a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. The Eagles, in reference, and I know I'm an Eagles fan, but for reference, their next 13 of 15, they're favored. 
So if you're trying to sneak a little parlay action in there, these next 13 out of the 15 weeks they're favored, I'd throw it on Philly. They have the second easiest schedule in the NFL remaining. They have a stud offensive line, firepower on the perimeter, the quarterbacks figuring it out, throwing the football, and a stable of backs with a veteran defense to back them up. It's looking pretty sunny in Philadelphia, Corey. You know, I just have to say, I had the pleasure to, to share my humble abode with, with Shavy here last, last Wednesday night. When I came back from work on Thursday, there was a little note on my piece of paper that I keep all the locks here, and it said, Eagles minus two and a half against the Vikes. Dash, fuck you. And I just knew that Davey was leaving me a message. I didn't believe him. And I took Vikes money line and now look at me. Now I'm not happy with the outcome of Monday night football. So Davey, I think there's only one reasonable thing for me to do here. And it's just hammer Don on the Eagles. The Eagles are nothing but a bank for us this year, Corey. I mean, come on with these matchups and the talent they have. Shit. I know we're talking two and oh, it's week two. All right. The Lions are, the Lions are now looking like a, a pretty damn good football team. Yeah. And the Vikings look like they just played a bad Packers team. This thing could not be more wide open in the NFC. And if you guys want to collect insurance throughout the year, I'd look at those guys in Philadelphia every week when you log into your betting house. Shavy, I checked the, uh, the roadmap and, and the traffic in Philly, and it looks like Darius Slay's ball sack is taking up all Broad Street. Oh, that guy could, if it snowed, if it snowed two feet there, he could pave the way and people would be at yeah. work the next morning. He could get everybody in that city to work with his, with his testicle sack. There's, there's no, no doubt about there's it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt there, Giacometti. There's no doubt there. And, uh, you know, I, I love that you put, not only did you put Colin Pirtle to bed last week with your mortal lock, but we put the nail in the coffin last night. Kirk Cousins at Lincoln Financial Field on a Monday night. It's almost like seeing the Pope in the Vatican. You know, he, you know, he's not going to win. Here's Philadelphia. They're just going to steamroll him. Kirk Cousins was basically throwing the ball to the wrong team all night. I said it. I said it. I said, Kirk Cousins doesn't know how to throw the ball in Philadelphia. He doesn't. They shut them down completely. It, Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They're better than the Bucks. Now, here, here's a little here's a little wrinkle to my discussion so far. If you notice what Philadelphia did on Monday, and I think this is their new identity. They did it a little bit week one. They're now pounding it more in week two on defense. You're seeing zero blitz. You're seeing them bring linebackers. They're more confident in their defensive backfield. They got guys who can lock up in one-on-one coverage. They're mixing zone in there. I love the unders in Eagles games this year. Hate betting the under. But I love the unders and Eagles games this year with how good that defense is. Jay, I know you're probably sick of hearing Shady just yap at you about these Eagles, but I know that you could break down a scheme here for me. Yeah, the Eagles, they're able to take kind of a script from the Dolphins plan here with the, the good secondary. And you could just, you know, fire away and get after a quarterback's arm mobile. And you saw the Eagles do that Monday night against Minnesota. But here's the thing I got to say about this game against Washington. It's the NFC East. They always play each other tough. Everyone knows the Eagles are the better team. The division, it looks like they're going to close it out early in the year by three or four games or so. But every time the NFC East gets together, it's a snot knocker, close game. I just can't give that many points to Washington in the divisional matchup this early in the year. I need to see more. So for this weekend, just for you, Jason Anderson, just for you, and I haven't punched it in yet. Because Corey McAndrew handles my finances. I live in North Carolina. I, my hands are tied. But he does a great job. We're doing a land, air, and sea parlay. In the air, you got the Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to beat the Washington Commanders 
minus four and a half. Lions, outright, because they're the land animals, the kings of the jungle. And in the sea, we got the Miami Dolphins beating Buffalo Bills. And you know what? If that hits, that hits, Jay, I'll give you some of that because that's going to be a lot of money in my pocket. <laughs> if the hits, you might fucking own part of Hard Rock Stadium because <laughs> the odds are going to be so fucking high. But I love to hear it. I love the land, sea, and air. Whatever the fuck you want to call it, riddle you put behind it. I don't even know what you want to call that. It's the but, Navy uh, Seals, Jay. The sea, air, and land. Yeah, the land, I, air, I, and sea, man. I might, I might tell you, the Dolphins. Wow, I, that's all I'm going to say. There, it was wild. Listen, the two money makers this year for me so far, without question, Eagles, Miami. It's only in two weeks, but they both won me money, so I can't complain. Dave, I got to ask you before we let before we let you go. How's your uncle Jack doing? Oh, you know that guy. Uh, He's, he's, he's one hell of a man. I'll tell you what. He's a man amongst boys. Doesn't mess around. He's one hell of a model man. You better not be in his seat on a Sunday afternoon in three guys, or you, or you better stand up. That's all I got to say. Hey, you, better not, you better not catch him after a bad day on the links, or he'll kick your fucking ass. <laughs> he might kick he might kick your ass oh god all right Shandy. well thanks for coming on you know we, we always enjoy talking to you so you got anything else for us before we kick you off boys it's just such a pleasure i'm looking forward to, to seeing you fine young gentlemen over the holiday season football is back there's asses in the air there's ears pinned there's guys getting thrown to the ground violently and it's the only sport where you could do it legally thank you guys for having me i appreciate it Peace. Thanks, Shavy. Appreciate it. See you, Jack. All right. So our last guest this week is none other than Ted Brooks from the Sports Profits, our very own sponsor of the show. He's going to do something a little different and break down a college football game. So we're going to save him for last. Be sure to stay tuned as you won't want to miss this. Now it is time for our Locks of the Week. Nico, you're up first. Right now, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. Spread is minus 4.5 for the Bengals. Over-under is at 44.5-45. Again, I'm going to tell you guys, go through the books, get the best of your number if you're going to play it. Nico, run us through it. Well, Corey, I have um, the Bengals didn't hit for anyone last week. I know Jason got up plus money. I had it in a money line parlay that I had for me. I am all over Bengals minus 4.5. I do not see them dropping three straight games. They don't have to deal with a crazy i know their offensive line is still kind of weak they dropped hella money on him but i do not see the jets pass rush really scaring away joe burrow in this offense i think this is going to be a, a, a complete utterly blowout i think joe mixon getting a lot of touches this week if and if gardner 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 johnson does not play which i mean he left in the early third fourth quarter it's going to be huge because jamar chase is going to be flying around Bengals minus four and a half easy for me not Gardner Johnson. Um, fucking so, um, the Bengals. Um, oh, so, a sauce. You're yeah. doing a sauce. Yeah, yeah, Michael, so, yeah, sauce. sauce. Yeah, sauce. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like I like this pick. Obviously, the Bengals really gave it to me last week, but obviously, we know the Bengals. They spent a fortune on their offensive line this offseason, and I think some of the blame is going to have to start coming on maybe the coaching staff and Zach Taylor. And I know it might sound crazy because they went to the Super Bowl last year, and maybe Joe Burrow. Maybe he's not as great as a quarterback because everybody says he is. Everybody cemented him in that top five conversation. He was never in that for me. You know, he just takes a lot of sacks. 
and maybe he's got to get the ball out of his hands quicker. He's not a Patrick Mahomes type quarterback. And, you know, I just, I'm going to bet it. I'm going to tail it, but I am going to be a little worried because they're playing bad and there's no other way to put it. The Jets only also only have, I think, three sacks in two games. So I think that's going to be a little less worry. Joe Burrow is not going to be under pressure as much. He's now Michael Parsons breathing down his neck every single play. So Nico, I spend most of my time thinking while taking shits. Agreed. So what? I was taking a shit and Bengals cost me money last week. And I told myself, please do not bet list. Just put them on the do not bet list. Stand firm to it. And then I'm thinking to myself, if Burrow could just buy some time, if you're, he's not going up against an elite pass rush, could they, could they blow them out? And in the back of my mind, the answer is yes. This does have blowout written all over it. If Burrow has time, and it's been a rarity the first, first what week are we in? Three? The first yep. two weeks? If he could get in rhythm, if he could find some, you know, stand in the pocket, climb up in the pocket, not have to use his legs to get first downs and stuff, stay healthy, I think this is a great pick. If pass rush starts taking over, they start blitzing his ass, and that O-line crumbles, could go the other way. Nico, two reasons why I'm tailing you here. One, I love the Bengals in this spot. You're going to hear me say this about my lock because I just love the team in this spot. The Bengals right now are in panic mode. You know, the Colts, I'm not going to compare them to the Colts because the Colts lose opening week for the past nine years. They lose in Jacksonville for the past seven. So Colts not in full panic mode yet. I'm also trying to diminish my panic from that team. So just let me spew my shit. It's the AFC South, man. You don't care about anything. You're you're right. You're right. But the Bengals, I love in this spot. They need to win this football game. They just lost to a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush in a game that they absolutely should have won, that they were a touchdown favorites in. The Bengals need this win more than, I think, any other team on the slate. And on top of that, I think you're heating up with your locks. I know last year, you and I both kind of did the same thing. We lost early on, and we got real hot all the way up until about weeks eight or nine, lost a couple, and then hot again. I think you are hitting your incline. I'm going to tell you here, I think Bengals win by seven. Uh, not much more for me to say. Jason, you are up next. I know steve going to be happy with this one. Kind of took me by surprise, but another game I really like. Another team that I love where they are right now. We have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Right now, Raiders are minus two. Over-unders pretty steady at 45 and a half. Jay, what do you got? It's, it comes down to a couple things for me. First is a lot of Titans players got injured Monday against the Bills. Not sure how that's going to be, but the Raiders, they have better offensive weapons, and it's just a passing league. And, you know, Devontae Adams, he had two catches last week only. I think that changes this week. I think he's going to have a big week, and the Raiders are just going to win the game outright. That's my bet, Raiders on the money line. But the Titans, as people know, they you know they could show up any time and play tough defense and run the ball down your throat, and, you know, they could beat anybody. So it'll be a tricky game. But I'm going to ride with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller to just win the game. One thing that I'm going to say again, I'm actually saying about three of our locks of the week, Raiders need to win this football game. That was a pitiful end of a game against the Arizona Cardinals. They were up 20 to nothing. There's no excuse for that. The Raiders are also in do or die mode, especially in that division. They have to win this football game if if they want any, any sprinkle of life. Jay, after a tough loss last week on the Bengals, I'm trusting you here. I'm going to tell you, Raiders money line. I I totally agree. I mean, we don't have our corner. We have two rookie corners on a second year corner playing. Caleb Farley played three, three total games in the NFL. 
McCreary played two. Jackson played. I don't even know, dude. I don't even know who was on the field. I'm a huge Titans fan. I don't even know who was on the field playing defense. I was asking myself, who are these guys? Luan got hurt. Our right tackle is very weak. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are going to eat everyone up. I feel bad for Tannehill. He's going to get his head taken off. Might be Willis time sooner than rather than later. I have Raiders too. Jocks give me the wave, so we're going to move on. My lock of the week. We have Baltimore at New England. Right now, Baltimore's minus three. Over-under is set at 43.5. Again, steady across the board. For the last time, you're going to hear me say this today. The Ravens are in that spot. They need to win. I love where the Ravens are. Coming off of one of the most offensive, explosive games you're going to see earlier on in the season, a nail-biter to the Dolphins. Ravens kind of face some injuries in their secondary towards the end, but not really an excuse. They need to win this game. I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win by more than three. One thing I do want to note, New England as home underdogs under Bill Belichick are 15 and four. Okay. Since Tom Brady was gone, they are three and two. So Mac Jones as a home underdog is three and two against the spread. Both of those came as straight up losses. I'm taking the Ravens here minus three. I'm all over it. I just got, I'm down in Virginia. So I just got that hard rock sports book, got a nice chunk of change on my free bet, hammered it all over the Ravens minus three here. Yeah. I love that. I love that play. And I also like the over for this play too. The Ravens are averaging actually 33 points per game. And I think they're going to score a lot of points in this game. I think this is going to be a total blowout. I could see it being 35 to 14. Lamar's not, Lamar's is having an MVP season already. Yeah. I think it's going to continue. I think they're going to have a lot of points in this game. I think Patriots might have one or two garbage touchdowns at the end. I think all over Ravens, too. I agree, Corey. Good pick. Yeah, I think the Patriots wide receiver is going to be moving in slow motion for the Ravens this week after what they saw last week. And Lamar Jackson, like you guys just mentioned, I mean, he's playing like an MVP. He looked absolutely unstoppable on Sunday. Throwing, running, you name it. You can't sack them. You you can't do shit against them. And their defense – the only problem with the Ravens' defense is their pass rush and the fact that I like to blitz the house way too often. And they're going to be able to against New England because, you know, Mac Jones, not great, you know, not a great runner, not going to make you pay, and the receivers stink. Yeah, I love when guys bet on themselves, and Lamar's, Lamar did just that, and so far, so good. If he avoids injury, he's looking at a nice payday. Whether it's in Baltimore or not, he keeps this up. He's going to get paid, and this week – is just going to add to that total of money he's going to get. Ravens in a blowout here. Great pick. Foxy. Well, I, I guess we could kind of make all of our locks so far, I mean, I mean, group plays, which is not good because last year, I don't know if you guys remember, we were, we were not too hot, not too hot on our Everybody Tales plays. So I think this week's going to change that. Jock, you're up next. This is going to be a good game. Divisional matchup. We have New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Right now, New Orleans is minus two and a half and DraftKings minus three everywhere else. So, Jock, I know that's going to come into your play. Over-under is at 40 and a half. Jock, what do you got? I got the Saints here. I got the Saints here for one reason, one reason only. The offense needs to click. There's no other excuse. And if there's a team for it to click against, it's this Panthers team. It's this Panthers team. They've done it before. They're going to do it again. And I feel as if every year when we play the Panthers, the offense seems to flow better and it all starts to come to life. So getting this, getting the Saints here at two and a half is a 10 point game. You might see some, some shit out of the Saints you haven't seen all year, but they're going to pull out a win here. I got them by 10. 
all the way up to 13. This is this is going to be a walkthrough for the for the Aints in this one. I think I think Matt Rules on his last leg of coaching too. To be honest with you, I this I thought this Panthers team was going to be a lot better. I thought Baker was going to be a lot better, but I mean they they've been a total embarrassment so far. So I mean I'm with you, Jock. I I told you about this pick too. We talked about it, and I loved I loved it from the very jump. I love the Saints minus two and a half, and Matt Rule might not be there much longer. So if you could put a bet that the, the first coach to get freaking fired, it's going to be him. Watch out for Frank Reich in that one, Nico, buddy. I don't know. No. Reich's got to be on the hot seat. Matt Rule's been on the hot seat since last year. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. He, he's, he's on his last leg. I have one thing to say here. I'm bringing it back because they <laughs> fucked me week one. They fucked me last week. Fuck the Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. All last year, I fucking hated the Panthers. I thought so too, Nico. I thought, listen, Baker just wants to play good football. But fuck the Panthers, man. They lost me too much fucking money already. I hate the Panthers. I hope they lose by 20. I hope they lo- not not even. I hope they get 30 pieced. I hope they get fucking 30 pieced at home against the Saints. I hope Michael Thomas has four touchdowns, not just because he's on my fantasy team, but because I want the Panthers to lose by 30. They're already on my shit list. I thought I was going to like the Panthers this year. What the fuck is wrong yeah, with what, me? What changed our mind with this team? We, were, we, were, we were all on the Panthers week one and week two. Well, what are we doing? It's, what are we doing? You're right. We can't, You're right. We, can't change, we cannot change our mind when we hate a team. We were on it last year that we hate this team, and we were right. They, they stunk. They stink even worse this year. What are we well, doing? guess what? Guess what? Here's where I come in. The Saints Jason's on stink. the Panthers. <laughs> the, Saints, the Saints stink without Alvin Kamara. So if he doesn't play, I'm going to play the Panthers. I'm going to wait it out. I need Jameis Winston to just play within the offense and stop trying to heave the ball downfield to his fucking wide receivers that are great, but he needs to just calm down, throw the check down when it's there. The Panthers are going to get their first win of the year this year. I'm, I feel pretty good about that. I don't even have a play. I just really want to say fuck the Panthers, man. I just fuck the Panthers. That, that's, that's my only input. That is my only input into Jock's Lock of the Week is fuck the Panthers. Yeah, if we if we lose to Baker Mayfield, we could we could pack it up. Uh, we talked about putting mortgages on plays. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of money on my Saints this week. We also talked about blood pressure. Mine will go up at one o'clock. All right, guys. So for our last guest this week is Ted Brooks from the one and only Sports Profits, the sponsor of our podcast. Before Ted gets going here, uh, one we we want to say thanks, and then uh, another thing is Ted is one of the best collegiate handicappers that we've ever met. So he has a, a college play, which is good because I suck at college. So Ted, without further ado, what do you got? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying I suck at the NFL, but I always seem to get burned. I had the, uh, I had the Ravens last week. I was riding high all the way that whole game. Well, we, we were pretty heavy on the Dolphins. So, I mean, Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can see, that's why you guys are the NFL guys. But yeah, sorry I'm late, guys. I have a, a funny little story. It ended up it ended up good. So my mom's dog passed away about three weeks ago, and sure enough, my my in laws they found a dog. So I called my mom. I said, "Hey, we got this new dog," and uh, we brought it over to her. And she lives on a golf course. It's a it's a, a, a thirty six hole golf course. Sure enough, the dog ran away. Oh boy! So I drove over there. I rented a golf cart from the pro shop, and I spent the last two hours driving around a golf course looking for a dog. So Jesus, I'm filthy. I'm covered in dirt. I'm sweaty, but I'm here. And I'm going to break down this game. And the dog was found. The dog was found. 
after a couple hours, every, ha- happy ending to the story, and uh, here I am. Everybody loves happy endings, including yep. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, Ted, we got you breaking down Air Force in Nevada. Right now, Air Force is minus 24, over-under is at 45 and a half. So why don't you tell us what you got? Yeah, so Air Force is a team that I rode all year last year. They they cover the spread 8 out of 12 games. And I, I rode them 10 of the, of the 12. So I was eight and two with them against the spread last year, but overall wow. against the spread, if you just bet them every game, you were making money 66%. This year, I decided to follow them closely and I went with them the first two games and I went against them the last game. So I followed them all three games and I've nailed the spread all three times with them. So. They're a team that I, I think I have a good grip for here. And we're going to be looking at them going against Nevada. Now, Air Force comes in this game. I mean, they crushed the first two opponents, 48-17 to 17 over Northern Iowa, 41-10 to 10 against Colorado. Then, of course, their small loss last week to Wyoming, who has a just fantastic run defense. And that's really what Air Force is all about. So if you're stopping the run against Air Force – then you're getting the job done and you're going to most likely beat them or or at least cover the spread against them. They only ran for 54 yards against Wyoming, 3.4 yards per carry. So this was a team that was running before that. They had 272 yards of rushing going into that, averaging 468 total yards per game, and they just fell flat. But I don't expect them to fall flat this week defense is strong they have they're giving up 14.7 points per contest on d very good even against wyoming they still put up strong defensive numbers you know the problem was they gave up a 78 percent passing completion percentage against wyoming so that was really their downfall now nevada on the other hand they played against new mexico they beat them 23 to 12 that was solid they played Texas State. They beat them 38-14. to 14. And now they're coming against an Air Force team that they played last year, and they lost in overtime by two points. So there was only a one-and-a-half-point spread last year. This year we're looking at a 24-point spread, as you guys said. So big difference. Now, here's what we're looking at. Nevada last week ran the ball for 69 yards, 1.9 yards per attempt. That's not going to get the job done against Air Force. So this is really a battle of the run games. And it's it's going to be the type of game where you're going to see a lot of running and you're going to see Air Force just dominate the run the entire time. Nevada's allowing 27 points per game. Air Force is allowing 14. So that's mark number one. But like I said, Air Force just has the run offense to get the job done. Nevada can't pass, really. They're averaging 151 passing yards per game. Air Force's defense ranks ninth in passing yards allowed. I mean, we're just talking about a complete shutdown. You're talking about a weak pass and run versus a strong defense, and then you're talking about a strong running offense in Air Force versus a weak Nevada rush defense. It's got all the makings for a blowout. One of those college games that ends maybe 30 to, to, to 33 or or 30, 35 to 6, something like that. That's what we're looking at. 
They're just not going to get the job done. Air Force is 6-1 and one straight up in their last seven games against the spread and 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven at home. 8-4 and four last year against the spread, 2-1 and one this year against the spread. Looking at Air Force all the way, I mean, there's nothing here that shows me that Nevada is going to do anything against this Air Force team. I think Air Force is going to do a similar, unless the, unless the books catch on, unless the odds makers catch on, I think Air Force does a similar job this year covering the spread well over 60%. Now, the thing with odds makers is they do catch on eventually. But when you can find a team in college football like Air Force that's covering the spread every week, you know, it was like Baylor about five, five or six years ago where just every game was going over. They were covering, I think they covered nine out of 12 spreads. So when you find that type of team, you ride them all the way in college football. Here's something that concerns me about this game. You know, Air Force, they like to run the ball a lot. And that's a lot of points to have to cover. 24, I, you said the line is 24 and a half. It's a lot of points to cover when you're a run-heavy team, especially if they're punting a lot and shit like that. And it's not like the clock's going to be stopping at all if they struggle for a quarter or two. So that's the only thing that, you, that would make me hesitate when I look at you, this one. Jason, do you ever watch Air Force games? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they run the when, triple option, whatever. Yeah, when, screwy military offenses. Exactly. When they <laughs> run the ball, <laughs> when they run the ball, I mean, this is not the NFL where you're getting four yard runs. They're they're busting off eight yards, seven yards. So I definitely respect where you're coming from, but this is just a team that has proven that they can cover spreads, big spreads, running the ball. Let me pull this number up really quick here. Just a couple spreads that they covered last year. 18 points against UNLV. Now, you're right. This would be one of their biggest spreads that they've had. Yeah, I, I would never would never lay that many points with a team that, that runs the ball and throws the ball once or twice a game. That's just me. Yeah. I think there was other games that would interest me. That's all I'm saying. No, I definitely respect that. Yeah, I wanted to break down an early, an early week game. I didn't want to dig into Saturday, but... Air Force is my team this year. I'm riding them out. And here's the way I see it. I think that a big chunk of the public, Jason, is going to be thinking the same exact thing you're thinking. And I think these odds makers, in, in fact, if the, if the spread was smaller, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I believe, like when I see a game and I think the game should be a 20, 21 point spread and it's 14. I'm not going to bet on the team that's favored by 14 because I think they should be favored by more. And I think the odds makers know something. So I think the odds makers know something here. I think they know the public is going to stay away from a 24 point spread with the same exact mindset that you just said. And that's just for me, that's just another reason to lay money on. The mind games of Vegas never stop. It doesn't matter what league you're in. MLB is the same with run lines. NFL is the same with 10 and a half point spreads and I usually just do money lines when it comes to college football. I don't know enough to, to lay points. I don't know enough uh, on who plays on what team. Uh, but you came in and dropped a fuck ton of knowledge on us and made Air Force let, sound pretty good. Let me, let me actually touch on what you just said about that being the case in all sports. A good example was the Braves last night. So I was all over the Braves minus one and a half last night, right? And I had a client of mine. Now, this is something I don't like about these new legal sports books. And I talk about sometimes in my videos, but these legal sports books, like they're great because they're legal and 
everyone can use them and all that stuff, but their lines are terrible. They really put you at a disadvantage. So what they did with the Braves last night on, I think it was either FanDuel or MGM that my client was using, they could, he could only bet it at minus two and a half. They wouldn't even give him the option of minus one and a half. And when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I, I went and put more money on the game because I was like, okay, they know something. They're moving that line yeah. on a baseball run line. So that's kind of where I'm at when I see those. It's kind of like the same thing with, you know, we have a thing in our office. My guy, Billy, I have a consultant, Billy, and he rides. He loves riding high totals over and low totals under. Because those odds makers, they set them that way for a reason. Yeah. Nico actually just just brought this up to me last Sunday. It's like we were talking about games like the Ravens and Dolphins, where it was minus three and a half for the Ravens. Nico brought up a great point. His theory was that that hook is is almost just to scare you away from betting the Ravens. An example, like I mean, you you got to think it was thirty five to fourteen. For the start of the fourth quarter, it was thirty five to fourteen. So it all all holds barred. The Ravens were on track to absolutely dominate that spread. So at some point, you got to think that that hook is strictly mental and just just to scare you. So kind of similar to, to what you're saying with those those high totals and, and low totals. It is, it is mental. Like when I see a game go from two and a half to three and a half, it doesn't really mean much to me. But then when I see a game go from two and a half to four, that extra half a point to four to your point, Corey, you're so right. Because when it goes from three and a half to four, that's when you're like, okay, this is uh, this is going to go in their favor. But the Ravens game was crazy. I mean, I actually had going back, I think it was, was it Corey that said you liked the money line? No, that was Jock. Jock likes likes the collegiate money lines. So Charles, you said you like collegiate money lines. That's what I do in football. It's kind of like the opposite thing. So like you, I'm, I mean, uh, NFL. I'm more of a college guy, so when I lay NFL for the Ravens example, I bet the money line that game. Ted, you, you gave us a lot to think about, and, and definitely something I'm going to do is take Air Force minus minus 24. I'm not sure hey, how, how heavy. You're right. Yep, you're right. You're right. But I definitely want to have some skin in this game, so I could pay attention to it. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to this, check up on everything, make sure that that I'm seeing what you're what you're putting down, and uh, I'm ready to tell you here. I, I think you convinced me. So again, we just want to say thank you for coming on. We really appreciate everything you've been doing for us. So if you have any closing remarks, feel free. No, I just appreciate you guys having me on. I want to start coming on every week if you'll invite me back, and I'll break down a college game or two every week and do uh, Saturday as well. Like next week, I'll come on and I'll have two college games ready for you. We'll do an early one, early week, you know, weekday one. And then we'll hit a Saturday game. Awesome. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you very much again. We really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you guys having me. All right. Well, that about wraps us up for this week. Jockey, why don't you give us a quick recap and take us out? You know, we did a lot of great shit. I thought we had a lot of great locks. Uh, you know, we're making money so far, you know, or we're, or we're swimming upstream. And, and I hope you guys tail us because, you know, we're just getting started. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at clutch underscore picks one. Check out the action network. Once again, thank you to all our spectacular guests this week. I think we're going to keep doing this more. We really like this format. So if you want to get on the show, be sure to DM us, text your favorite host, even because uh, who's going to keep count, you know, no one cares, but thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. The clutch picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm.